There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, what's up, people? It's your boy, Johnny Mags, here again for the second installment of the All Angels podcast. Uh, I want to start off by first just thanking everybody who listened to the first uh, show, uh, first podcast. Um, you know, uh, I was, I'm going to lay it down because I, 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 um, I got, I don't want to, I don't want to sound, um, like secretive or anything like that, but I got the clearance and the okay to, to talk a little bit about what's going to happen here. Um, I didn't get too too much into it in the first podcast because I just wanted to get it out there. I wanted to to see how it flowed and see how how uh, I sounded, and I got a lot of positive feedback from everybody. But um, I got I got uh, approached to do this. Um, I got um, the opportunity. To do this, I know that anyone can really get on and do this, but I got approached. I can't say by who or, or what, or I got approached to do this podcast, and um, within the next, uh, not August, but late September, um, I will. This this show will be. Let's say it's going to be bigger. There's big things to come. I, um, it'll be promoted more and. Uh, I just I, I got blessed with a with a huge opportunity, and like I said, I can't elaborate more on it. But man, it's gonna be a blast. I, I'm excited for it. I'm I'm ready to take the next step in this this uh, venture, this uh, new journey, and it's cool because it's about something that I am very passionate about. Uh, the team that I'm very passionate about, and. Uh, me having a journalism background, being a major in journalism, um, it's it's it's. I'm 34, going on 35 years old, and it's taking this long for something to kind of click, and uh, and it just happened. So um, in the next couple, in the next month, um, you will all know uh, what the next step is for this show. And I can't wait to to really tell everybody. There's a few people that know, and those are people who. Uh, I love <laughs> and uh, I appreciate so um, they know about what's going to happen next and uh, I can't wait but without further ado again um, what a crazy um, couple of days weeks or this from the last time I did the show it's been a week a week and a day and uh, we were struggling we had just got finished getting swept by uh, Chicago in Chicago and uh, we were we were I think when I did the podcast, the first episode, first uh, the first installment of the All Angels podcast, we were going into the four game set against um, Kansas City, and that didn't go too well either. I mean, we won the first game, and then we dropped three in a row, 
and again a lot of the same problems for the angels it was uh the inability of the offense to score runs um good god bases you know bases loaded less than two outs guys in scoring position can't come up with a big hit can't even get a fly ball to get the run in from third frustrating very frustrating um things that were going on that you don't have a you don't you, you don't have an answer to and um it gets to the point when you're watching the game that you you start to really just get frustrated and that, that that's the worst part about it when you're sitting there you're going cool we got runners in scoring position here's a chance for us to um here's a chance for us to you know score a run or two here you know give the the starter uh, a uh a chance to win, you know, and it, it just, it's, it's horrible, man. It's horrible. I'm looking right now at the, um, the last games that we played and we'll go back to when I did the podcast, the first podcast, we played, uh, Kansas city and we won that game seven to six. And if you look at the, at the next three against <laughs> the Royals, we lost four one and that was a, that was a, a tough game to lose. Then we lost nine to four and then we lost four to three and that was another tough one. So that's three losses. That's uh, one and three. And then we won three in a row. So that's four and three. And then we lost yesterday. So that's four and four in our last eight. Um, yesterday was was that fifth inning for Tropiano is what got him in trouble. Um, you know, I tuned out for a second for a couple minutes. I don't know what I was uh, watching. And then all of a sudden I, I, um, I uh, changed the channel back to the game. And... Uh, bases loaded, no outs, and I'm thinking, okay, I have faith. I said, okay, he'll, you know, let's, let's get the strike out here, and then we'll get a double play, and it didn't happen. Um, oh well, you know, I mean, we had one three in a row leading up to that. We're going for the sweep. Uh, things happen, you know, and and uh, Tropiano had a tough night yesterday. For overall, the, the last couple times he pitched, he's been okay, you know. So today we start a series against. Um, Toronto, and that's gonna be a that's gonna be a series right there because we're both. I think both teams heading into this game hold spots, hold uh hold playoff for their uh, wild card spots. And needless to say, it's a big series. Um, they they have been since the addition of Tulowitzki that and Price. Um, Toronto has been on fire, and. Uh, the next four games for us against them is going to be... I don't know. Is it a four-game set? See, here I go again, you know, looking ahead without really knowing. Damn, darn it. I don't want to open up the uh, official Angels page because there's a lot of uh, sound that comes out of there. But anyway, um, tonight, and then we'll go over the... I'll go over the lineup, Angels lineup tonight. Um... We're leading off with Victorino uh, in left field. Calhoun is batting second in the right. Uh, Trout's batting third in center, obviously. Pujols in that fourth spot, the H position. Crohn's uh, batting fifth and playing first base tonight. Ibar at short, batting sixth. I had a seventh catching. Jackson is getting the start at second base tonight in that eight hole. And Coward is batting ninth and hitting third. Jackson, um, that's, a, that's a bit surprising considering... The Angels' um, inability lately to score runs. Um, 
uh, you know, Cowart too in that nine hole hasn't really done much. It's, yeah, I'm just I'm gonna take a look at Jackson's uh, Jackson's numbers here. Um, I'm sorry, I feel so uh, two at bats and no hits and two at bats. So you know, uh, I you know at second base coming into the season. I like I like Johnny G at second. Um, the guy has came through with a lot of clutch hits in situations where we needed it. Obviously not in the last few games, no one has. But um, his defense is what's shoddy to me, and I think everyone will agree with me. He's kind of a liability. There's been some double play balls or some balls that he could have turned it quicker. Where you know making that turn on that double play, um, had we have had you know a Howie Kendrick or a or even a Grant Green or something like that at second base, the play would have been made. The transfer from the glove to the hand, it, it's sketchy. And, and a lot of you, and I'm a coach. I coach baseball. Um, I preach footwork and, and attacking the ball. Um, I think if you're moving forward towards the ball, you're, you're, you're not on your heels. You're more on your toes, and you're able to transfer the ball quicker from hand to glove. You're able to make that turn, turn those hips, turn that ball over to second on the double play. He waits back a little too much on the ball, and it scares me because when you wait, when you when you wait on the ball, you you're giving the ball the chance to take another hop. It can go another way. You know, you don't you don't know what can happen with that extra hop. If you attack the ball, you make the play. It's simple, fundamental, fundamental little league baseball stuff, but it's it's a difference between an out at second or the out at that first. You know, getting you get that out of second, but then if you're not quick enough, you don't you don't give Eric Ibar or the, whoever's playing shortstop enough time to 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 get the ball over more cleaner to first base. And uh, Giovatella, yeah, he has that tendency of just waiting back on the ball, and uh, that's what scares me a little bit. His defense and second base, obviously his bat. I mean, you know, he's been he's been more than I think we've expected from second base or from him, obviously at second base. Huh? When Howie left, I think Howie. This is from I'm not I'm not going on exact numbers here, but Howie to me is always, is always going to be a 270 to 280 hitter. Coming in, Howie was expected to win batting titles. He's just not that guy. He's not that great of a hitter. But the one thing that was good about Howie was that he was a consistent 270 280 hitter. 10 to 15 bombs, 50 to 60 70 maybe RBIs, and Johnny G. This season is batting at a 265 clip. Now, had I have told you in April, first week of April, that Johnny G was going to be batting 265, would, would a lot of you guys have believed me or would you have taken that? Would you have said, okay, yeah, I'll take that? I, I, I want to believe that a lot of you would have said, okay, I'll take a 265 batting average. But more than that, I'm looking at his numbers right now. He's got 40 RBIs. That's That's... That's not bad for for the for considering, you know, the kind of the kind of hitter he's been known to be. Not not much of a RBI guy. I don't have his lifetime numbers in front of me. I could open up Baseball Reference, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go from here to there. I guess he you know he's day to day. I just saw it right now. Uh, Giovatella was sent home with an illness, so that. According to the LA Times, LA Times, Mike G. Giovanna reported that he got sent home today with an illness. Um, exactly what it is, I don't know. I'm sure by the time uh, you guys hear this, it might have gone more public, I guess. 
Um, it's, you know, now, now I know why Jackson's at second base. I there. We're, we're thin there. There wasn't really anywhere else, anything else we could do. Uh, now looking at it, uh, yeah, he's our only other option at second base, even at short. You know, if, if you wanted to give Ibar a day off, you'd have to go with uh, Jackson because our infielders right now are Ibar, Cowart, Giovatella, Jackson, and Pujols. And this is our roster. I'm looking at our roster. Um, Featherston's on the 15-day DL. You know, that was our guy too. So, uh, makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. But anyway, going, going back to uh, Giovatella, um, yeah, I mean, you guys would have, I'm sure that you guys would have taken those numbers that I have told you, you know, and that he's, those 40 RBIs that would stick out at me, you know, he has 112 hits, that's not bad at all, um, mm, strikes out quite a bit, he has 57 strikeouts, um, OPS of 662, um, eh. Decent, and I mean, if you look at Howie's numbers, they're better, but not not a landslide better. So that's a whole another that's a whole another topic. The whole uh, who won that trade and and all that, you know, the whole Howie being gone, us getting Heaney. <laughs> we can go into that another time, but yeah. Um, so the Angels are. I mean, they were right there. Toronto sixty six and fifty five. We're sixty three and fifty eight. Um, so you know. It, it, Needless to say, like I said, I'm, I'm a broken record here, but uh, this this series is, is it's huge. It, it really is. It's huge for us. Um, we need to come here and try to win this series uh, in order to not only you know stay up with with in the wild card positioning in, in the playoff spot, but to keep up with uh, with Houston. Houston uh, Houston has four against the Dodgers, and that's going to be huge. Um, you know. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to cheer on the Dodgers here, people. Um, as much as a lot of us don't like to do that, uh, we have to. Dodgers have to win these games to help us. But anyway, it's a three-game set against uh, Toronto, um, finishing on Sunday. Uh, tomorrow we got Santiago versus Price, and then Saturday Heaney versus Estrada. Heaney five and one, Estrada ten and seven. Tomorrow, Santiago seven and six. Price eleven and four. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. No, today Price goes. I'm sorry, I'm tripping out. Today it's uh, Santiago and Price, and tomorrow it's Heaney and Estrada, and then Sunday's the final. Uh, Richards twelve and nine against Dickey seven and ten, and then we go to Detroit for three. Um, Detroit's one of those those teams that you know we should win. They're not, they're not a great team, but they'll surprise you. And if we let down, it can bite us in the butt. Uh, Weaver scheduled to start that first game uh, Tuesday in Detroit, and then Tropiano, and then back to the top again with Santiago. Uh, so, and then Cleveland at Cleveland for three, and then at Oakland for three, and then we come back home. For Texas for three, so and then we won't look past that, and then it's the Dodgers for three at home. So it's not a hard schedule by any, you know. We should we should get that Detroit. We should beat Cleveland. We should beat Oakland. The Texas one is a little. It's Texas has come on strong in the last two three weeks. They've 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 narrowed that the the the, the they've narrowed down the uh, games back between us and them. 
And um, they're a scary team only because, you know, they do have really good players on that team. They got guys like um, Prince Fielder, you know, and, and uh, you know, on paper, you look at them, you're like, huh? But then, you know, they're they're legit. You know, they got they got Andrews and they got uh, Beltre. They're, they're scary in their own way, you know, and uh, you can't look past them. And it's a series where, you know, we got some teams that we should beat, but that's when a lot of teams let down and we can't. You know, we got to move forward. We got we to gotta find ways to score runs, man. It's it's the other day, I was watching the game. It was a game against, um, I don't know, was it against the White Sox? Or was it that Kansas City game? It might have been that Kansas City. It, it had to be the Kansas City game. Yeah, when we lost 4-3. to three. Oh, man, just the inability to score runs, man. Guys on base and just could not just do the simple get under, lift the ball to left. Oh, just, just frustrating. Um, I know they're trying. I know they know what they, they, they're not. They're, it's not for lack of trying. I'm sure they're in there getting in their at-bats and trying to uh, – do everything possible to to get out of this funk. Even Mike Trout's been in a little funk lately. I think his average is his average has dropped below three hundred. It's at it's at two ninety seven right now. Um, you know you'd like to have him around that three ten mark. You know, but um, there's no doubt that he'll he'll snap out of it. But it's it's the other guys who need to to uh, you know in situations that you know. Um, you're asked to do a job. Get the get the ball to the right side. Get the ball elevated. Score the run from third. Guys need to step up and do that. Yeah, especially when Trout's in a drought. Oh, Trout's in a drought. That rhymes. Especially when Trout's in a drought, guys have to step up and be uh, be that guy to 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 take the bull by the horns and and get the job done. And it just hasn't happened. Um, moving on from just uh, the Angels uh, schedule because we just went over it. Um, there's a, a topic I wanted to get, get into. Yeah, I talked about it a little bit last uh, in the first uh, podcast, and that's the uh, the number retirement of number 15, and why it hasn't been retired yet. Um, you know, if if you, I want to say that if you uh, inter not interviewed, but just an, a random poll of um, let's say. Let's say 20 people, and you ask them, who is the greatest Angel player of all time? And then you can go to the stadium. Let's just go to Angel Stadium and um, and ask that. What, out of the 20, I honestly want to say that at least half are going to say Tim Salmon. I think the other half will probably say Nolan Ryan. Or even Vladimir Guerrero, leaving Mike Trout out of it. We can't we can't say Mike Trout because a lot of what's going to happen is everyone's going to say Mike Trout, which it, it probably in 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 the short time that he's been here, it's probably true. He probably is the greatest Angel player of all time. But I mean, honestly, you take twenty people and, and let's let's be let's narrow it down even further. Take twenty people who are between the ages of. 21, because that's a legal age, 21 and 50, and you ask them, half are going to say Tim Salmon, I would think that half would say Tim Salmon, but let's just say the majority will take Tim Salmon, I think, just slightly the majority will take Tim Salmon, 
And it, and I know that a number retirement is super special because that just means that the team, the franchise, elected to put your name up forever in the franchise history up on the board at the stadium, and that number will never be worn again. And you, and we let's look at the let's look at the guys that, whose numbers have been retired with the Angels. I'll name them off, and then we'll go from there. Num- now the number eleven Jim Fergosi number is retired. The number twenty-six Gene Autry is retired. The number twenty-nine Rod Carew is retired. Noel Ryan's number thirty, and Jimmy Reese is number fifty. We won't. Jackie Robinson doesn't count. It's it's a baseball thing. It's not an Angels thing. So that's one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five numbers. Okay. Now, Jimmy Reese, very deserving. He was a coach for many years for the Angels. Um, just the, the just the, the the simple fact that, that man shared a bedroom with Babe Ruth alone, no matter what num- uniform he put on, deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. But it was just the fact that he um, um, the fact that he was there for so long, twenty three years, twenty three years as a coach. And an Angels uniform. Second longest in club history next to Bobby Knopp, who had 24 years in an Angels uniform. And his number was retired in 1995, deservedly so. Okay, now the number 30, Nolan Ryan. No doubt that number needs to be retired. Nolan Ryan pitched from the, to, with the Angels from 72 to 79. And in those years that he pitched for the Angels, he pitched, ladies and gentlemen, in those years between 72 and 79. Four of his seven no-hitters with the Angels. Of course, the man's number deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. The number 29, Rod Carew. Okay? Rod Carew was with the Angels from 79 to 85. He was there when they won their first Western Division title. He was there for their second in club history. Um, In 83, he batted 339, which is, I think, a club record for batting average in a season. He batted 330. He didn't win the title, the batting title, but he batted 339. Who in the world won the batting title of that? 339 didn't win the batting title. I'm not going to look, but yeah. Um, 79, 80, 81, 82, 3, 4. That's seven years with the Angels putting up uh, very, very great numbers and deserve, deserving of getting his number retired. And obviously, Gene Autry, number 26, the 26 man, 25 men on a roster. He was a 26 man on that roster. He was an owner. Number got retired. Okay. That, but it's not a player. Okay. And the number 11, Jim Fergosi. Jim, the number 11, no doubt, re- deserves to be retired. He was a six-time All-Star. He uh, was a manager of the team that, that won their... He was a manager on the team that won the first Western Division title in Angels history. So not only did he... Was he the first um, Angels player? Star. He was the first star the Angels really had um, from 61 to 71. That's 10 years. From 61 to 71, that's 10 years as an Angel. A six-time All-Star as an Angel. Come on. That, I mean, other. I mean, you know, come on. There's, there's just no way that that number can be retired. So then now, look at Tim Salmon. He's been retired. How long now? When was, his, when was Tim Salmon's last year? 2006? Or 2008? I'm going to look it up because I don't want to be wrong. I should have wrote it down. I feel dumb for not writing it down. 
Um, yeah, 2006. He retired in 2006. 2006 he retired. So that's a good almost 10 years that he's been retired. And we're going to look at his number 14 seasons as an angel in the major leagues as an angel. 299 home runs, which is an Angels team record. Okay. 1,016 ribbies. Okay. A lifetime batting average of, you know, 282. Not bad at all. Ooh. But, and then 1993 was American League Rookie of the Year. The 2002 um, uh, Major League Baseball Comeback Player of the Year. And we look at look at look at the seasons. His, two, his 1995 season, well, his rookie season in '94, he played 142 games. He hit 31 home runs and 95 RBIs. 95 RBIs, scored 93 runs that season. That's that's pretty. He, he hit 35 doubles. And in that '95 season, he played 143 games, 34 home runs, 105 RBIs, and he batted 330. 330 he batted that year, 95. That's by far his best year hitting. He had 177 hits that season. And then you can look at the uh, 97 season. He had 33 home runs and drove in 129. 296 batting average. That's amazing. That I mean, that, you know. And then you look at 2000. He had 34 home runs, 104, um, 100, no, 97 RBIs. And he batted 290. I mean, the, the numbers were, were, they were there. He had one, two, three, four, oh, I'm sorry, one, two, three, four, five seasons of 30 or more home runs. He had one, two, three seasons of 20 home runs or more. And that 94 season, he had 23. He would have had more. He probably would have hit the 30 mark. That would have been one, two, three, four, five seasons of 30 more home runs consecutively. But uh, that strike shortened season. I mean, those numbers alone and spending his whole career in an Angels uniform. And when people say the name Tim Salmon, they automatically say Mr. Angel or Kingfish. And the simple fact that that number since the day he retired has not been worn by an Angel is I don't well, then what are they waiting for? Is there a, is there a time period? Am I if you anyone who's listening to this? If you know, if 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 here's a question I'm asking: Did they have to wait ten years? I don't think so because if you look at if you look at the um, let's see let's see Nolan Ryan no he had been gone for a little bit Nolan Ryan's number was it, I want to say got retired in what like ninety I remember the day I think I was at that game was it like ninety ninety three ninety two ninety three when he got his name number got retired he was still playing I think I think it was still on the Rangers when he when his name his number got retired um but yeah I mean I'm like why what are they waiting for I mean and if you're gonna retire fifteen and we're gonna open Pandora's box we need to talk about um Garrett Anderson the number sixteen needs to be retired then because Garrett Along with um, Tim, it holds the majority of all the offensive angels, uh, offensive angels uh, records, angels offensive records. He he's he's right up there. Let's look at uh, Garrett's seasons, his best seasons. He's had whew, a lot of good ones. In '99, he hit 21 home runs, 80 RBIs, about a 303. In 2000, he had 35 home runs, drove in 117, and batted 286. Uh, 
2002 and 2003, he was both all-star seasons, he hit, he was almost identical. It's crazy how identical the numbers were that season. He had 29 home runs in 2002, 29 home runs in 2003, 123 RBIs in 02, 116 in 03, um, batted 315 in 02 and 301 in, two, oh no, I'm sorry, 306 in 02 and 315 in 2003. Lifetime numbers, we'll just look at the lifetime numbers here in an Angels uniform. 15 years in an Angels uniform, 272 home runs. Uh, 1,292 RBIs, a career batting average of 296. Ridiculous. OPS of 796. I mean, just numbers that deserve, um, deserve a three-time All-Star as an Angel. Second, second in uh, Rookie of the Year voting in 95. Deserving of also getting his number retired. So, um, anyone who's listening who's an Angel fan, if you agree with me or disagree with me, shoot me a message on Wherever, whatever link you see this on, if it's on Facebook, send a message. Um, if you have any questions for the next podcast, I'll try to answer them on there. And uh, let's let's keep on this topic. I mean, who's more deserving of getting their number retired first, Tim Salmon or Garrett Anderson? I'm I'm sure that's a hot button issue for a lot of Angels fans. So anyway, I'm gonna end it here. My time's almost up. I'm down to about a minute. I want to thank everybody who listened to the first podcast, who took the time to download it, listen to it. Give me feedback. I truly do appreciate that. You guys are the reason that I I want to do this. Um, you guys are the reason why um, I keep going. You know, uh, uh, give me the um, you guys give me the the motivation to uh, uh, keep it going, and uh, I, I truly do appreciate it. Um, give me feedback. I I I, I welcome the feedback, um, and. Uh, you know, share it with your friends, share it with everybody else. Quick shout out to the Angels baseball family, my friend Croom Dog, and everybody there. I want to thank everybody who, everybody who's listening, man. Appreciate you guys. Click a like and uh, get back at me and let me know how I'm doing. All right. Peace out. God bless. Love you guys. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Fail Better. David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts.